Jump into it again. Welcome, welcome to Music Mondays with Terry Khan. Where our featured artist tonight is none other than Royce Lovett. We've been listening to his latest single entitled Good Morning, Good Morning, Good Morning. And to jump into it, Mr. Lovett, where you at? Connecting, connecting. Hey! What's up? How you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. I am honored. Let me just turn you up. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Am I good? I can't. Yep. Just had to turn the volume up. Mr. Royce Lovett. I must say, let me let me just um, give you all the props for a second. You know, my publicist says I have to um, got to hear this guy, Royce Love. He's really good. I met him. I think she was on the panel with you or something. You should interview him for your show. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, let's and we hooked up. You were very gracious in, in accepting the offer. But I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't listen to your music. I was just like, my publicist knows what I like. He's dope, I'm sure. But... When I started to dive into your stuff and I'm watching the videos and I'm listening to the lyrics, I'm just like, who is this? You're dope. You're so dope. Okay. <laughs> if there's ever a moment where you're just like, oh, I'm not feeling myself today, just hear my hear my voice <laughs> in your head. You're dope. I'll, I'll remember that. I'll keep that 100%. Please do. Please do. I think so I want to take that voice. Oh, okay, because it gets real, 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 real. I want to take it back to the beginning. I always like starting, uh, I, I always like starting off by just finding out about how you started in this beautiful thing called music. So tell us, were you like that childhood star, that Apollo star? How, how did it all begin for you? To be honest with you, um, because I think I grew up such a, I don't know, a lot of my life is just like black or white. A lot of my life is very um, like it's purposeful or it's not okay. um, kind of growing up. I don't know if this story is very interesting, but. <laughs> it led you to where you are today. So it's interesting. <laughs> um, but basically, um, you know, I grew up in a Western Christian home. Uh, my mother okay. was a worship leader um, at church. Okay. So I think that's where music kind of came into play. Because um, uh -huh. I, I wanted something to do at at um at church at the time, and then around the age of thirteen, I was kind of just overwhelmed with this idea of that if God is real, then purpose has to be real, and if purpose is real, then what am I going to do with my life? So I was just kind of praying, and I was just like, "Hey, like God, what should I do with my life?" And mm. I heard do what you know and at the time my goals were to be the heavyweight championship heavyweight boxer what okay race the I, boxer I, okay i wanted to box um and in my spare time i wanted to be um i wanted to be uh um all-american um wide receiver for the denver broncos <laughs> So from boxing to football. So, but all that <laughs> And I've all seen that you, happened. well, I've seen you in your videos, and don't take offense to this, but you're, you're all small. I was small. I was small cat. I was small okay, cat. You were small, but you went, okay. <laughs> but that, that was my goals, you know? That was my goals. Right. And, um, all that to say, I didn't know those things. What okay. I knew was music. Music, wow. I danced, I sang, I played instruments. Yeah. And 
so that's what I thought, you know, God was telling me. So around 13, I started writing, started trying to make music and walking down this road of a plan A, no plan uh -huh. B's, like only that, let's do it. And so, and so that developed into a lot of other things, um, long, great stories of trying and failing and succeeding. And, and I'm here today and, and, I'm, yeah. and I feel good and I'm grateful. Wow. So you mentioned that your your mom was a worship leader and mm -hmm. you have what do you classify yourself as? Do you classify yourself as a gospel artist? Because you're you kind of you're very eclectic. So what do you class? I don't want to classify you. You tell me. I say hip hop soul. Hip hop soul. Like, okay. I feel like that speaks to the vibe of the music. Yeah, yeah, I can dig that. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say gospel because when people think gospel, they normally think a certain thing. Right. Now, Royce would say gospel because Royce knows gospel to be the truth. The good news. The good news. <laughs> and right. Love. Yes. And, and so that's what I would say. But but normally, I, I tell people, it's hip-hop soul with okay. a message, you know. So I, I I would also classify you as the gospel because again the literal definition of gospel is spreading the good news, and you're spreading some good news. I mean you're spreading messages that we need to hear, like unconventional gospel. So leading to my initial question is how did your how does your mom feel about your unconventional way of I'm gonna say ministry because I I think yeah. that's what it is. Um. It is. It is. It is something that I'm so proud of. Um, yeah. Especially answering this question, because, you know, growing up in a Western household, mm -hmm. where a lot of times, and I'm from the South. I'm from North okay. Florida, and so wow. a lot of times in that Bible Belt, you're not really told how to think. You're told what to think. True. And growing up in that household when I decided to kind of give my life to Christ for real. And I was like, yo, this is a thing. There's a God, mm. a creator. I want to live mm -hmm. this out. Yeah. Um, I started to like grow in my, at, at that time I started to grow in my thinking and in my mind and, and in my spirit. And my yeah. mom, she encouraged it. Wonderful. When I met this, I used to be like straight up Christian rapper. Like, okay. he saved Jesus died on the cross for me. Hey, right. <laughs> and um, I met this 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 roadblock where I felt in bondage a bit because I was like, man, like everyone says I can't listen to anything that's not talking about anything but God. She's right. And, and I'm used to getting dressed and playing Outcast. Ain't nobody yes. me. I'm just so fresh, so clean. So fresh and so clean, clean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm broke. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, for real. I'm, I want to be inspired. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I want a girlfriend. Like, <laughs> there are all these other things are going on. You know, well, I, I felt there. that I'm broke, like in the depth of my soul. Yo, yes. right. all yeah. the things are going on as a teenager, and I feel like you're telling me that all I can, all I can listen to is the gospel gangsters. Right. And I wasn't. No offense to any, you know, Christian artist at all. Of course, of course. Um, I just hit this roadblock, and I wasn't being. Um, I felt like I wasn't growing in my walk, and I felt mm. like I felt like I wasn't. I felt like I couldn't be me and couldn't say the talk about things. I couldn't talk about politics. I couldn't talk about right. love. I couldn't right. talk about relationships. Right. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of Christian urban artists felt the yeah. same way. Yeah. You know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, whatever. Right. Uh, am I breaking up at all? Am I good? You. No, you're good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so I had this moment where I was like, Mom, I'm frustrated. So I went outside mm. 
and I stayed in the country in the sticks. Okay. And, um, I was yelling at the sky and I was saying, God, like, what I thought you told me to do, what I know, what I know is music. Right. How do I do this? Wow. And I heard, this is the second time I believe God ever spoke to me and I, and I knew it was God. No one else could tell me it wasn't. Right. And my mind wasn't asking myself, was it God or not? Like I knew uh -huh. it was God. Right. Um, it said, read Isaiah 58. Okay. So I read Isaiah 58 and that changed my life. It changed my whole perspective. And if, yeah, if you guys Isaiah go, 58. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it said, um, cry aloud, spare not, you know, tell the people. Um, yes. Be a repairer of the breach, a rebuilder of walls. Um, yes. The, Shout it out loud, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Yeah. And, it's, and then it says, you know, you guys are, are tearing your cloths and you're tearing your clothes and you're, you're putting on sackcloth and ashes and you're repenting, but that's not the fast I want. I want you to set free the, in, the, the oppressed. Yes. Give life to the, to, the, to the poor. I want you to, and that changed my writing style. That changed my perspective. Mm -hmm. That changed Royce completely. Wow. And, um, and I felt like at that point, when I started writing differently, and coming at my pen and coming at the music from a place of, I want to speak to man. I don't want to just speak to church. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it changed my writing style. Um, and then I just started developing different music. And so coming back inside the house and explaining that to my parents was a very proud moment because uh -huh. they trusted me. Wow. And, oh, wow. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of that, that story. You know, I, I still, you know, would have those moments where my mom would say, well, that doesn't sound like something you should play at church. And I would say, well, mom, that's why I'm not playing it at church. That's why I have a show at the college, a show at yes. the yes. show at the bar. Yes, and, yes. And it actually wasn't until Motown Gospel called me mm -hmm. um, to sign me that churches started booking me again. Okay. okay. Up until, up until, so I was probably like, you know, maybe seven, I was probably like eight years of my musical career. All my touring, all my shows were in bars and clubs and colleges. Beautiful. Um, and it wasn't until Motown Gospel called me that mm -hmm. the rest of like church world was like, he, he must be all right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's bring Brother Royce on back. <laughs> wow you said something so profound you said i wanted to speak to man and not the church that's that's good i mean you know even the bible says like go into the world and say go into the, the church even though a lot of the church folks need saving but that's another that's another show <laughs> mm -hmm. but yes that's amazing and I'm I'm listening to your music and you you're like you're from North South Florida North Florida, North Florida. Mm -hmm. so you are American right but you got the illest Bob Marley Bob so please tell me tell me about your musical influences yes um I well let's just start there like growing up it was either like listening to worship music with my parents. Right. So, and, and even that was split. So my mom, she was more of like the evangelical um, vineyard, um, hill song uh, listener. Okay. My dad was like, you know, Candy State when she started making gospel music. Yeah, know? yeah. Wow. Um, my, um, and then when I could sneak away with my brother, Okay. It was like N.W.A., uh, <laughs> uh, Ice Cube, and oh, you rebellious uh, children! <laughs> and and then when I could sneak away, well, not sneak away with my sister. Like my sister got to watch me all the time. But okay. um, and they're much older than me. So 
like going to it, it, was, it was sneaking away really it was like i was living with them for a little while so that when is. i was with my my, my um my sister it was you know boys the men and, yeah and, and oh, love songs yeah yeah so usher you know so uh <laughs> my influences at the time were were that but it was also kind of telling me for some okay. reason okay. a little boy in the south was telling me black boys don't play guitar Wow. Like, black boys don't listen to, to rock music. To rock it's like a white boy thing. Right. Yeah. We didn't even listen yeah. to reggae. Like growing up, we didn't even listen to reggae. I didn't know what wow. reggae was. Like the concept of reggae until yeah. I started exploring music. Got so, it. So, so after Isaiah 58, mm -hmm. um, that point in my life, um, I fell in love with Bob Marley, yes. Bob Dylan, yes, Lauren Hill, and oh. the Fugees, and and Wycliffe, and <laughs> Music Soul Child. Uh, oh, you name all the good people, brother. Hey, if, if I'm a fan <laughs> of any artist, uh -huh. I would have to say is Music Soul Child because I own everything he's ever done. Same here. Yeah, there's, <laughs> he's the only artist, when I think about it, that I own everything. Wow. Um, he even kind of came like, in and changed the game a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but then, you know, I, I got into a lot of, um, you know, more hardcore, like, hip-hop, Wu-Tang, stuff like that, that, I, that yeah. I wasn't accustomed to growing up, or I wasn't allowed to listen to growing up. And, right. Um, and so my music influences are kind of in that, in that soul area, just soul music and music that talks about love. Yeah. I really want people to, um, I really, I really want people to be able to listen to my music in front of anybody. Mm. So like your kids, your grandma. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why, you know, I'm always, even when I talk about something that's a hard topic, yeah. Like, I still try to do it in a swaggy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where grandma might be like, yo, I kind of like that part. <laughs> Grandma's like, good morning. <laughs> hey, it's nice. Who's this boy? Yeah, got you. Yeah. <laughs> got you. You mentioned uh, the Fuji and Y Clef. So we got we to gotta go to The Voice. Oh, my God. I saw the audition. <laughs> Gwen was like, <laughs> and my ear pod falls off while was there. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna go. Okay, here we go. Okay, I'm dramatic. So um you killed someone, please call number one, right? On that show. So what led you to because you had been, I would imagine, touring at this time, like you've been out there. It was clear from your performance that you weren't a newbie at this. So what led you to say, I'm gonna go and audition for the voice? Um to be honest with you, and just be completely vulnerable, um, yeah. when I decided to leave the label, and it was an it was an okay split. Nobody was upset at each other. Wow. Um, but when I decided to leave the label, um, I felt really let down, but not let down. Like I love those guys. Like I'm not saying let down by them, but just kind of let down by the machine. Mm. Um, I just kind of thought I was going to be in the machine and, was, and the machine was going to break this roof, this, this yeah. ceiling that I've been punching for a while. Yeah. Um, and I was, I wasn't in a really good place to be honest with you. Um, okay. I, you know, I went, I was on tour, I made some money and, um, I spent money to, you know, move us into a nice neighborhood, move us out the hood into a nice neighborhood. Wonderful. And. I didn't know how to manage that. So we ended up moving back in with my, my in-laws. Okay. And I was voiced was not in a good place. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like That's real. Yeah. Um, I just kind of really, really felt like a failure as like a as an artist and a father and an uncle wow. and a son and all kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And something happened. Um, and I'm trying to get to the voice really quickly. Um, something yeah, happened the time. where um, I was starting to wrestle 
with who am I like as a black man in America. Mm. Um, I was trying to understand racism. Mm. I was trying to understand um, my identity. And wow. these things brought so much revelation to me. That's a completely longer other story. But to in short, I started growing so much and becoming so grateful for every single thing that I have. So at the end of that year, I was looking out the window while everybody was, the year before the voice called. Um, okay. I was looking out the window while everybody was in the other room about to say like, you know, cheers, um, happy new year. Yeah. I was looking out the window thinking like, yo, this year was such a failure. Wow. And it's funny because when I started to say that, like involuntarily, what came out was this year I'm so grateful. And like for the first wow. time, I I started to write down goals. So I got a piece of paper and I wrote down two goals. Uh -huh. um, I, I want to own a house okay. that has a yard so my kids can play. Yes. And I want to give a TED talk. Um, and flash forward, I did nothing to call this lady about a TED talk. Okay. And um, I get a phone call out of the blue at the dentist's office, you know, like two <laughs> months later. And this lady from Berkeley says, hey, I heard one of your songs. And I want to know if you come give a TED talk. <laughs> and I. My, okay, I just, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, whoa. Wow. So preparing for that and doing that. That's a whole nother story. On the flight back, uh -huh. um, I got a call from my wife. And she said, hey, these people just keep sliding in your DMs and are trying to ask you to come audition for The Voice. And I was like, oh, that's a scam. Like, people don't do that. Yeah, I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, nah, I think you need to actually, like, write back. I think I think this is a for real thing. Whoa. So um, I wrote back. And they were like, yeah, I need you to come out and I would like you to perform and such and such. And, what? and I had a lot of reservations in that too, because like almost instantly that like, like failure feeling voice came back for a second. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, what if people see me on the voice and think that like, this was my last resort. Cause you said, right. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Or, yeah. or think that like I'm selling now, like like what's happening? And then my wife, she like kicked me, and she was like, "Boy, come on, Rib, come on, Rib." Yes, she's like, "Boy, first of all, <laughs> like you just did a TED talk, like yeah. give God praise, and second of all, if you just get on one episode, <laughs> one." Just one national television, right? Yeah. One. So I did it, and it was tremendous. The experience, like, was tremendous. Yeah. It taught me so much about yeah. myself. It taught me so much because um, there's so many people there trying out, and you, you're talking to them, you're hanging out with them. There's so <laughs> many stories, so many backgrounds, yeah, so many personalities. And I'm a storyteller. When I write, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. Yes, and, you are. So it was like song heaven. Like I was like song and creativity and like, anyway, so I hope I answered your question okay. I was trying to give you the backstory of how, how it happened, but that's how the voice rolled around and, and it, it was amazing. There's really no, um, <clears throat> excuse me, wrong way to answer that question because it is your story. And thank you for your transparency. That was, um, and can we and can we give it up for your wife? Because let me just shout out the woman who we're so wonderful. Thank God for wives. Yes. Uh, sidebar and God bless your family is absolutely beautiful. You know, I was into stalking you. Your wife is gorgeous. I'm sure you know this. Your boys. Thank you. Get the modeling contracts. Wow. <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, we, we call it the machine earlier. Okay. Uh, we know it as the music industry. It can be a blessing and can be 
I happily bless them to stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to call it a curse. It's a beautiful thing. But what what was the the hardest lesson that you learned while being in the industry or in the machine? I think the hardest lesson that I learned is what is expectations? Mm. What are realistic expectations? Yeah. What are like the difference but the difference between them? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a hard lesson coming into the industry. Okay. Um, coming into the, the, the industry, um, I remember like I got I, I actually signed the contract while I was on tour in Vienna, Austria. And I remember getting off of the 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 subway cart after okay. coming from a show. Okay. Um, and walking to the to to the hotel with my guitar, mm-hmm. my merch, right in my hand, and I was dancing. Wow. <laughs> I was happy. I was I like, could imagine. I was happy. Um, yeah. I was singing J Cole. Uh, Boy, I'm about to blow up. <laughs> right, right, right. Appropriate. <laughs> um, which is something you don't want to say as well. Like walking out of a, a subway, you don't want to say that. Right. <laughs> um, Ooh, especially in New York. Yeah, don't, don't come here and do that. <laughs> so um, I, I thought that was my expectation. I was like, I'm going to get in this train. It's going to move fast and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I'm going to change. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't the case. Um, and mm. to be honest with you, not that it was a bad thing, because what I've learned is that sometimes as an artist, as a person, as whatever you are, um, mm. on your way, trying to figure out what to be, Yeah, we kind of mold ourselves. We put on 25,000 hats. And we're, we're this, we're that, we're the promoter, we're the writer, the producer, the this, the that, the uh, designer. Yeah. And, and then when you get to a point where someone says, hey, I need you to do this thing, it might feel like, yo, you trying to change me. Like, stop, mm. you know? Mm. But it could be that this is what they do. Like, she is a, she is a designer. Yeah. Yeah. She knows what looks good on camera. You don't. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> you've right. never been on camera. Ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So give her um, the grace to help you, um, to, to help your voice be heard on camera. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was something that I appreciated because I learned that lesson. And then when I got to the voice, I could appreciate it. Um, going to designers, going to the, the dressing room, going speaking yeah. to the choreographers, I could appreciate it now when some other people couldn't because they were like, yo, I don't I don't like wearing this. But it was like, hey, these textures look good on camera. This the movement, color is everything. Yeah. Yeah. This movement moves well with this. It, this conveys this. That conveys this. Such and such, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there's a tons of different lessons, I think, inside of having unrealistic expectations. Like even getting married, like, like you might have the expectation that she or he is supposed to do all of these things, but really, your 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 wife or your husband um, is gonna be who they are until they grow, and you're gonna be who you are until you grow. <laughs> Bro, that's a whole nother show. Yes. <laughs> so right. Yeah. 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 I get it. And I like to kind of compare it to that a little bit because when you sign a contract to someone, it's a marriage. It, it really yeah. is. Like you're, yeah. It's, it's, you, you're trying to figure out, you got two rocks trying to become mm. one. And, <laughs> and it's hard to do that until right. you become vulnerable. And I think that was a hard lesson for me. Um, that was a first, being signed and just being vulnerable real quick, that being signed that that first year and I was I was losing weight, I would have anxiety, I was stressed, like I didn't because I wow. I just didn't know what was happening. And that was the first time I ever raised my voice at somebody that wasn't like a close, close family member. Wow. Wow. And, and I was like, yo, I don't want to be that person. 
Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I have no reason. And I remember after I got off that phone call, um, I remember just kind of like God saying like, you just need to start being quiet. Mm. And, and you need to be a sponge and you need to listen. Wow. And it wasn't always necessarily like being a sponge and listening and learning from the person I'm talking to, mm -hmm. but it might just be a sponge and listen and learning from God inside the situation. How about that? And, you know, when things finally came around and I was making music, I started to see that's why. Oh, that's why. Oh, and there's it became you know, clear. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was one of the biggest, biggest um, lessons I, I learned um, mm -hmm. in that in that space um there I, I learned a lot of lessons to be honest with you and i and i cherish them um and i think you know it's made me a better um friend a better yeah. communicator um and i think um i think iron sharpens iron you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, when, when something's tough something doesn't feel good i don't think we always need to say it's that person that person that person sometimes we need to figure out like you know, we use prayer as a mirror to see yourself. Mm. You know, wow. my mom used to tell me that. Like, prayer, if prayer isn't, if prayer isn't, when you're praying, if you're not revealing yourself, then you're mm -hmm. not praying the right way. That's good. And, um, That's really good. but anyway, I think, you know, what your expectations should be. Yeah. Because, because that goes from both things. Like you put, you can put too many expectations on your friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can put too many expectations on your your spouse, your wife, mm -hmm. your kids, your mm -hmm. your um, you know, whatever. And I think um, that's not what Yeshua did, you know. And if we want to be, you know, as Yeshua was, then we need to do that. Come on, Yeshua. So let's talk about that. And by the way, if you guys have any questions. Um, please don't post it on the wall, but hit the question mark box. Place your questions if you have any questions for Royce in there. Um, you are very, um, I, I guess I'm going to use the word controversial again in uh, an expression of your Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Like I was listening to what, what song was it, Lord? Was it the skin tone one? Mm -hmm. Maybe like mm -hmm. Jesus was black. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. So, um, <laughs> I guess the question is where where does this boldness to come out and just be like, his name is Yeshua, he was black, not this white idol. Like where does that boldness just come from? And how how did you get to your truth? Because you mentioned I'm sure this is not what they were teaching in your church growing up. <laughs> yeah. Um when I when when oh woof woof woof. <laughs> I'm gonna try to like bullet point a little bit and may maybe we could do this again and then take your time go deeper but uh, when I was in the middle of losing our part our apartment because you know things went south financially and I know you know I made money but I thought we could afford it but we couldn't really mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know moving back in with the, my, my in-laws and um, and feeling like a failure, not because I was a failure, but mm -hmm. because I I always made it in my head that my purpose for being rich and famous is so I could speak to my family members mm. and be a light to them. Got so it. I could speak to my homies and be a light to them. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like a failure because I felt like, because my zeros in my bank account wasn't looking like I thought they wanted it to look. Oh, I understand. It was, I, that's, where I, that's where I was hurting. And then um, Alton Sterling was shot and killed in Louisiana. Yes. And it was up until that point where I realized I did not care. Mm. I, I remember asking my youngest to watch something on TV and I went upstairs um, 
And I literally like was in the fetal position, like crying my eyes out inside a pillow. Because wow. I was just thinking like, you know, he's a dad, he's a he's a he's a uncle, he's a yeah. he's a brother, he's a he's a somebody, like he's he's somebody. And this yeah. keeps happening. Like, why does this yeah. keep happening? Yes. Um and I was just thinking about all these songs that I wrote, believing I was doing Isaiah 58. Mm -hmm. But realizing I was just as fake as everybody else because I was writing these songs about family and love and time and engage your community and engage the people. But I wasn't engaging my family. Wow. I wasn't spending time, like I was barely seeing the people I wanted to help and be a part wow. of because I was on this flight, on that flight, on this flight, on that mm -hmm, flight. Mm -hmm. And and then I realized my nephew had been in jail for blah, blah, blah. I'm going to say it straight. No, no tears. I realized that my nephew had been in jail for five years and okay. I never wrote him. I understand that one. And so I immediately picked up a pen and I wrote him and, you know, apologizing. And, you know, I was just saying like, whoa, this whole time I've been this Christian. Mm. Anytime someone said, had a question about a struggle or a hurt or, or a problem, mm -hmm. I would say, that doesn't matter. Just love Jesus. Wow. That doesn't matter. Just love Jesus. Wow. And then I just asked myself a question. Why? What denomination am I in? Why am I in that denomination? What does that denomination believe? What is a denomination? Bro. <laughs> I, I need some water. Wow. Yeah. And digging and digging and digging. Got it. And to make a longer story short, mm -hmm. um, I was off tour. Uh, I got a chance to go back on the road for a little bit. I, I got back on tour and um, okay. a friend of mine called me and said, hey, could you fill in for me really quickly at a, um, at a, okay, well, let me pause real quick. On that tour that I jumped back on real quick, mm -hmm. um, I, had a, I had a very racist encounter that kind of shook me a little bit. Wow. Um, and just was it were you in, in Europe? No, I was okay. I was in I was in Pennsylvania. And um and this is this is four years ago. If you want if folks want to do the math. Four years ago this time of the year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um mm -hmm. and um um at and it happened at a church um, in the lobby. Um, so a friend of mine calls me when I get back. She says, "Hey, I can't make it to, um, I can't make it to vacation Bible school. Could you run and just the kids would love to meet you." Okay. So I was like, "Cool, I got time." Sure, I went there. There was this little girl there the whole like two hours I was there that um just wasn't she ain't laughing at my jokes like <laughs> like she just she just went with it okay and we got to the end of the day where we we're supposed to be drawing the coloring these pictures of like um yeshua talking to kids mm -hmm. and she was just kind of sitting there and i was like yo what's up like you, you haven't smiled all day and then she just almost kind of passed that question and said what color do i color jesus and I said, I instantly remember what my Sunday school teacher told me back in the day, which was, honestly, you could do any color you want to, but these are the pictures that we have. Smart, smart answer. Um, so I colored them white. Right. And so to her, I said, you know what? I don't even really know. Maybe Google can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Come so, on, I, so I pull out Google and I say, um, Bible verse, um, what color was Jesus? 
Mm. And it goes to the verse that says bronze. And so she's looking through this like 82 box of Crayola. <laughs> and she pulls out the, crayon, the crayon that says bronze. Okay. And when I saw her smile, that's wow. enough. That was oh enough. Like that wow. was 100% enough that I was like, if that mattered that much, mm. why does why does why do I tell other people it doesn't matter? And that kind of started a longer search and a longer move of of, of apologetics, yeah. challenging apologetics, mm-hmm. um, history, um, yeah. mapping, um, yeah. un- understanding um, genealogy. Um, Noah's children um, understand like you know it's it's really ignorant of us to tackle algebra without understanding the formula mm-hmm. and then to tackle something else without understanding the formula yeah so, a lot of times we approach history the same way we approach um, the Bible the same way we approach anything else the same way without getting the formula so Anyways, long story short, um, that's when I started becoming, um, you know, I don't fight about it. I don't, I don't cry about it. I don't pout about it. But right. truth sets you free. Truth sets you free. And All the way. A hundred percent. And I don't knock anybody for anything else at all. But for yeah. me personally, I remember while I was doing this search, I was called back out to do a, a show in Phoenix, and I stepped out on stage and I said, y'all ready to have a good time for Jesus? And my heart instantly broke. (laughs) My heart instantly broke because I felt like he said, you know that's not my name. (laughs) And not not to say, not to say there's not power in saying the name of Jesus. I'm I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is when you know my name is Royce, mm-hmm. you start calling me Royce. Some people call, call me, Royce. me Royce C. Some people call me John Ross. Some people call me Ross. I still respond to those names. But when you know my name is Royce, wow, you start calling me Royce. Wow. And, and, and that's, and, I, and 100% for those listening, that's not a legalistic battle mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. At all. Um, so I find a closeness in, 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 in saying it, I find a closeness and, in, in and, in intimacy, um, in, in not just saying God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because when we read scriptures, he calls himself Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi. When I need my provider to provide. When I need my strength, I call him, you know, and I, um, when I need the living word, Elohim, like when we try to humanize God, you make him so much smaller than he should be. And I don't want to do that at all. I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing and I want to keep loving. And no matter if, you know, my, what I think might be controversial controversial to some mm-hmm. I believe in the redemption power of the son Yeshua <laughs> given to us by our creator That's and I believe it. that there's more for us you know yeah I, you know man I want to keep talking so bad but I want I want to let you keep going Welcome to Music Mondays with Terry Khan, where you can get transparent deep and talk as long as you want. <laughs> well, we do. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I'll end this with this. Um, I didn't know anything about landscaping. And so I okay. planted two palm trees. One palm tree I put on the right side of the house. One palm tree I put on the left side of the house. When I go yeah. to my mother-in-law's home, the palm tree that has the sun on it, is like 12 feet tall. Come on. I see where you're going, brother. The palm tree that is in the shade 
Yeah. Is not dead, but it's the same size. I got it. That's what I'm trying to say. I think there's so much we can grow. We could grow. We just gotta got keep it. growing. Yeah. I got it. I love it. So has that changed your uh, classification of denomination? And if so, what do you classify as now? I think that's still a learning place for me. Okay. Um, I don't, when people ask what church I go to, I tell them what church I go to and they ask what denomination that is, I tell them, but I don't cling to it because I think man does too many man things with the things of God that you know i just i just don't i just don't i try to not own it you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so um i tell people exactly you know what i said on here is that you know um i believe in miracles i believe that prayer is made for us the hebrew word for prayer i can't pronounce <laughs> okay but, um um there's there's a few of them but the one I'm talking about is it's a it's a self reflection of yourself. Mm. It's to help yourself. I believe that um, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Mm. So that means I believe the word is still living. I believe yeah. he's still speaking, and I yeah. believe that you have to. Um, I believe that you have to be. Uh, what is the what am I trying to say? Um, um, recognize you have to be able to recognize his voice um, I do believe you have to test the fruit I do believe you have to you have to search out show yourself approved I do yeah. believe God has called us to a higher standard and I believe in yeah. the redemptive power of Christ I believe you can be healed I believe in tongues I believe in the miracle working of God yeah. and I believe that there's tons of stuff that I don't know <laughs> And, and I'm happy to wrestle that out and search that out with, with whoever. Um, yeah, yeah. Because we have to keep growing. Um, yeah. I believe the Bible is prescriptive and descriptive. Mm. I think there's things in there to teach us. Mm -hmm. But just because it's in there, I don't believe, like, um, trying to think of an example. Like, I was talking to somebody a few months ago and there's some very controversial stuff in the Old Testament where it's like, give your daughter to the people. I don't think it's telling you to give your daughter to the people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, um, the things that, you know, David did, the things that Solomon did, you know, the things that um, Paul taught us, you know, um, even sometimes he would say, this is what I would do, <laughs> you know? So mm -hmm. I think that the Bible, is descriptive and prescriptive and 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 we have to um to dig into it and if we're not digging yeah. into it and we're only receiving it from people then wow. everything that we're receiving is prescriptive and if it's not working if you're taking a medicine every day from the doctor and it's not working mm -hmm. then it might be damaging it might be holding you back it wow. might be stopping your body, you know? Yeah, yeah. You continue to take antibiotics all the time. It's hindering your immune system. It's hindering so much, you know what I mean? So I think there's lots of things we can compare to this. And I love talking about food and organicness and all this kind of stuff. So anyway. mm, food, okay. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love your perspective on it. Um, and I would definitely come to your church if you happen to open one. <laughs> Just, just putting it out there. That's awesome. I wanna, I wanna talk um, about more about your music. Um, yeah. But before we go there, what advice would you give to independent artists, to indie artists? Um, I'll say, I'll say two things. They're gonna sound a little contradictory. Okay. Uh, good music floats. So. Mm -hmm. I believe that you get in there, you keep making music, you keep doing it. If you believe that's your calling, keep doing it until other people decide to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That I'm just saying, like, keep going. Don't stop. Yeah. Second, good music doesn't promote itself. Well, just because music is good, it don't promote itself. Well. So, 
I think you need to be gifted and talented and you need to be and you need to push and you need to grow and be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But you also need to learn um, some techniques and some skills to continue to better yourself. Yeah. Always looking for a more perfect way to promote, a more perfect Definitely. way to engage. Yes. Think outside the box. Don't yes. just drop a record and say this is fire. Yeah. Like work work at it. Do your do your due diligence. Work at it. Even though you have ten thousand followers or a thousand followers, I can't just they won't just share it and I'll become I'll go viral. Not at all. The algorithms don't work that way. <laughs> uh, trust me, I know. Kia Sophia, yes. She's asking if this is gonna be on YouTube or anything later. The playback will definitely be on YouTube and my podcast in a few days. Shoot me a DM so I can personally let you know that she wants to share this. Um this live. Cause he's talking good, right? Good. <laughs> awesome. So one of your um wait, wait, let me ask you one more personal question. Okay. <laughs> um, what has been and you mentioned some things earlier on, but what has been your greatest obstacle in life so far and how have you been able to overcome it? Uh, if I had to pick a greatest obstacle, it would be self-worth. Um, and I hope that doesn't sound too vague because I know that's a big umbrella because when you feel unworthy, so many things happen. When you feel unworthy of your skin tone, you know, unworthy of, of not having the credentials to, to speak, to say this, to say that. The way I have overcome it is by educating myself mm-hmm. and an educated person I'm not talking about school and books and stuff. I'm saying an educated person trains themselves how to think, meaning you're always thinking, meaning that you are reminding yourself. Uh And uh, an educated person, I feel like, because you're thinking, because you're, um, you're, you're trying not to be told what to think or to teach people what to think, but you're you're trying to like teach how to think, um, lack of better words. Um, that's a self-aware person. I think self-awareness um, can live sometimes when you feel undervalued. It can live in the same place. You have to be. If you're thinking to your, if you're if you're thinking, if you're talking to yourself, if you're encouraging yourself, reminding yourself, that means you're self-aware. And yeah. a self-aware person is a grateful person. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's how I've overcome that. You know, those times when I was at um, my mother-in-law's house, you know, feeling like, man, I I really wanted to be in the Hamptons, you know. Um, (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) uh, I had to realize living with your parents being a bad thing is a very Western concept. And reminding myself that that people do this like as a plan, as a goal, as a lifestyle, (laughs) as a you know, and even um, in some cultures, that's like what you do. Yes, is that? And so when you remind yourself of that, yeah, being at my mother-in-law's house wasn't a punishment; it was a privilege. That mm. I have a mother-in-law that would love me enough to let me come and stay, and oh. a privilege to have a mother-in-law who has a home with enough rooms, you know, that can help us when we're in need. When you start thinking about things a different way, that perspective changes, and yeah. you can only get that by being self-aware. And I think sometimes hitting a hard place, hitting those places, make you self makes. I would hope it would make you self-aware. Mm-hmm, I would hope. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. What is that thing, that thing that keeps your engine going? What is that thing that keeps you pushing? <laughs> I'm going to say love because, because cause my concept of love 
isn't just romantic. It, it isn't weak. Yeah. Um, my concept of love isn't uh, being stepped on and kicked and, and pushed down. Mm-hmm. You know, my concept of love is strong and powerful and it fights and it gives hope. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm feeling low, I think about my kids. You know, I love them. So I want them to see me, how I react. You know, I could be feeling low. And because I'm feeling low, I might be vulnerable mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. irritated. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe my wife says something to me and and my response is not in love. That means my kid just saw that. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be my wife. It could be, you know, my kids are backstage with me. You know, mm. something something happens, and yeah. you know, there's been shows where something happens and my time gets cut short because somebody else did whatever. Yeah, yeah. I could be like, "Nah, son." Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and the way I respond, whether it's in a um, being discerning of the moment, whether it's in a in a well, this should happen or that should happen it's because I'm thinking about my representation yeah. that, that I'm giving to my children. Yeah. And if it's not my children, I'm thinking about the, the people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been married for um, 11 years. Oh, wow. I got married really young. Wow. Um, people would say was very young. And- um, How old are you? I just want to be nosy, how old are you? She was 19 and I was 20. Yeah. Oh, and that's pretty honorable, though, for a 19-year-old. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty honorable. Yeah. And um, there's been times that marriage gets, marriage gets hard. It does. And, it and does. sometimes, you know, D-word gets thrown around. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But I wrote this song called Love Wins. Mm-hmm. Um, because my son walked in the room and said something once. He said, he said, Daddy, are we winning? And he wasn't talking about marriage, but it hit me. (laughs) And I was just thinking, like, man, if anything, I want to show what love could look like. Yeah. Yeah. You know? If anything, I want to I want to beat the algorithm, beat the statistic, beat the the whatever, you know, oh, um, yeah. and that's love, you know, you know, people in my position might have said, you know what, you know, after leaving the label, you know, all right, music, music had its time, I'm gonna go do something else. Right. Um, You're gonna be a boxer or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if people said that, that would be completely fine. But Royce, I think I'm gonna keep going because I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna show people what love, love can do. Love it. Like I, I want to keep going because if I if I stop, then then the love won't go through the speaker and Terry won't hear good morning and she won't ask me on. <laughs> yeah, you said that to me this morning and my husband and I were in the room like. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband is a very harsh music critic. He was like, who's this? I was like, Royce, love it. <laughs> uh, and it really set my morning. Like, it oh. just, it felt so good. Yeah, yeah, the world the world needs Royce, love it. And I think you kind of answered my next question. My, I always like to ask the artist, what is the bigger picture of why you do what you do? Mm-hmm. The bigger picture. It's, it's that love thing. That love, I, yeah. I want my kids to love harder than I did, faster than I did. Um, I was in a conversation with, with a friend of mine and he said, he said the goal of the first generation is to speed it up for the next generation. Hmm. Yeah. And, and in every positive way that could happen, you know, like yeah. I, I, wanna, yeah. I wanna speed up purpose. For, if, yeah. I, if I found my purpose at, at 13, I want my boys to find their purpose at seven. Love you it. know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you know, um, if 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 I just learned how I can be an activist in my yeah. everyday life mm-hmm. at at thirty, 
Mm -hmm. I want my boys to learn how they can be activists in elementary school. I got you. And and you. and stand up for those who are looked over and left out. And, yeah. and and love people the way Yeshua says, like, regardless of everything. I don't love you after you do it. I love you now. Come on. You know, and so um I think um and, and not give people time limits, you know. You know, I think I think that's that's the goal, because um, nobody oh no there's there's no tombstone that says he sold a million records. Come on, right, right. It, it only says the date and the date and possibly he was a great dad. That's it. <laughs> oh wow! Like yeah. when like when you when you look at a tombstone, like it's either about parenting or or not about records or what your bank account no, like. No, like husband, father, son. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so, I you know, you. I think the, the bigger picture is always love, you know? Yeah. Love it. So your latest single is Good Morning. Yes. Um, and I want you to tell us the inspiration behind that. And we want to know what is next for Royce Lavette. What's next? So, yeah. good morning. <laughs> um, good morning started off as wake up mm -hmm. and during the voice I learned not everybody want to hear wake up <laughs> gotcha you know, when you think about somebody waking you up in the morning mm. if, they're, if they're shaking you throw water on you you don't I wake up it. happy mm -mm. but if you come out your room and you're halfway asleep, or if your mom's rubbing you, or your your wife or your husband's yeah, rubbing you, yeah, and they say good morning. Totally different vibe. Yeah, it's a different vibe, and that's something I took away from the voice. And the voice they had me doing this reggae vibe, heavy. So I yeah. was like, let's slap some reggae guitars on this boy. I was feeling it. Let's, <laughs> let's move with this thing. So yeah. It just felt really good, um, and I love it because you can take it as deep and as shallow as you want it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can say, "You can say, baby girl, wake up. You're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Your hair is is big and and and, and beautiful. You know. You can say, uh, yeah. Oh wait, you weren't talking to me. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no. <I guess. laughs> I'm saying you can say wake up, you know. Yeah. Um, it's good morning. You could. Yeah. You could. Uh, you could go to your. You know, a, a younger kid could go to their 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 friend who has a stutter, and say, mm -hmm. "Good morning. Yeah. You, you're, you're valuable. Don't 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 be afraid of that stutter. You know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, or you mm -hmm. could go deep enough to say that what Rosa Parks was really saying when she was on that bus was good morning. You said in one of your captions, oh my God, you are like the best writer and I think you should lead a songwriting workshop sidebar that I'll attend. <laughs> um, you said Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks said good morning, Rosa Parks said good morning to Kamala Harris? Yeah. <gasps> that one took me out. Yeah. Like, I, 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 when, when, when Kamala, um, who she is right now when she stood on that stage and gave her that speech mm -hmm. she was saying good morning to every little brown girl out there every yes yes wake up you could do it when yes. obama became president he said good morning to the world you know, yes. you know? um <laughs> i think there's so many you know we could take it as deep and as far as we want to um right but it's everywhere. You can stream it. There's a live version. Yes. Other version. And, and, um, and what's next is honestly more of that is more of, of wake up. Um, there's yeah. new music coming out really soon. Um, January. Um, okay. There is a beautiful song that I wrote about six months ago. Okay. Um, uh, for the ladies, and I love it. It is a basically <laughs> good morning in a whole other way. It is oh, it's wow. incredible. 
I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. I think that you are so unique, you know, and uh, so you're, you're really phenomenal. And I just appreciate the fact that your message is so rich with the dopest beats behind it. Like, I really, I really appreciate musicians like you. Um, and I'm, I want to work with you. And you can't say no, because you're on the World Wide Web right now. And you can't I'm embarrass in. me. And I'm, I'm going to hold you to this. <laughs> I'm in. Good. No, but I, um, I really appreciate what you are doing. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to come on Music Mondays with Terry Khan and be so transparent and just give the best nuggets. I wrote so many. Every time I looked down, I was like writing. Like, that was good. So please, whatever you do, like, please, you, you can't stop. <laughs> you cannot stop. The world definitely needs your message. And I can't say it enough. Like, I definitely appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate this. It was, it was good for me. It's a great conversation. Definitely. So, guys, if you if this is your first time hearing about Royce, love it. I don't know where you've been, but please follow him. All right, don't hit up his DMs too hard because okay, his wife is a baddie and she will get at you. But for music purposes, definitely stream all. I I downloaded everything back down to um the 2017. I, I got everything. I was like add 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 add, and I listened to everything. Thank you. So dope you are. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. There's been some core people who've been staying with us. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Music Mondays with Terry Khan. Hey, Kevin, I saw Jason Warrior on here. I saw Orlando Vic on here. I saw Keandra Lockett. Everybody was tuned in. I appreciate you guys. Join me next Monday right here, same time, 7 p.m., for another episode of Music Mondays with Terry Khan. And if you don't know about Royce, love it. Now you know. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Peace. Thank you. Good night, everybody.